Welcome to the Path to Mindset Mastery. My name is Brad Bizjak. I'm a mindset strategist and coach, inspirational speaker, and creator of Appreciation Academy. And today is all about predicting the future. And you're going, what the hell is this guy talking about? Seriously, this is about predicting the future. I have a formula that I'm going to give you today that will be able to predict your life trajectory, what's going to happen in your life, how it's going to go. And it all comes down to emotions because your life is a direct reflection of the quality of your emotions that you have on a regular basis. Shitty emotions, shitty life. Doesn't matter how much money you have. If you have crappy emotions, you're not gonna have a good life. I love the quote from Tony Robbins that says, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure of life. And so if, me, if life and emotions are the same thing, how can we predict our life? Well, really what it comes down to is patterns. There's three patterns that every human being has. And how they do these patterns will determine the outcome of their life. I'm going to show you in just a minute how to predict if someone's going to have anxiety, how to predict if someone's going to have depression, how to predict if someone's going to have a rich and fulfilling life or if they're going to feel stuck. So how do we do this? Really, really simple. Let's dive right into it because this is something where like, I didn't realize for a very long time that my emotions were totally within my control. I thought they were just a byproduct of life events, things that happened around me that happened and I just like, I would just react and as a part of the, the environment, but that wasn't fair to me because I literally control my emotions. And that's what I wanna teach you how to do today, but first we need to bring awareness to the focus of this, okay? So there's three patterns that every human being runs in their life. The first pattern, and I guess it's a question, the first pattern that you need to ask for yourself is, do you tend to focus more on what you have that's amazing in your life or what's missing from your life? What do you tend to focus more on? What you have in your life or what's missing from your life? And the reason I ask this is because a lot of people will say, well, when I'm in a good mood, I focus on what I have in my life. And when I'm in a bad mood, I focus on what's missing from my life. And that's obvious, right? But what we need to think about is overall, in general, overall, if you're being totally honest with yourself, not what you want to be, but how are you operationally living your life right now? Do you focus more on the beauty in your life, what you already have, or what's missing from your life? And I have a question for you. How could you ever sustain happiness if you focus on what's missing from your life? You can't. It's not possible to, to sustain happiness if you consistently focus on what's missing from your life. So how would you answer that first question? Do you focus on A, what you have that's beautiful, or B, what's missing from your life that you want? And the reason this is so important is because all suffering comes from expectation and meaning an expectation that's not met. Well, if an expectation isn't met, what that means is something's missing from your life that you thought would go a different way. That's what expectation is. Anytime you're upset with someone or upset with something, you had an expectation of how it should go, but it didn't, right? So all suffering comes from expectations. And one of my favorite quotes of all time, actually my favorite quote of all time is, Trade your expectations for appreciation and your life changes in a single moment. It's a quote that I use all the time for a reason because that quote changed the game for me. I realized that if I let go of these expectations and I started to appreciate more of what I already had in my life, I would live a rich and fulfilled life. And by rich, I don't mean just wealthy. I, financially, I mean emotionally. That's what matters most. So do you tend to focus more on what you have or what's missing from your life? Question number two or pattern number two that I have for you today that will help predict your life future is... Do you tend to focus on what you can control or what you can't control? What do you tend to focus on? What you can control or what you can't control? If you focus on what you can't control, you're always going to feel like happiness is out of your grasp. You're always going to feel stressed out. 
But if you focus on what you can control, you have inner peace, unless you have what's called the achiever's curse. What's the achiever's curse? It's when you consistently focus on what's missing from your life and what you can control. Have you ever felt that way? Like, I need more money, more time. I've done this many times. I still do this from time to time, and I need to bounce back. If you focus on what's missing from your life and what you can control, you have what, what's called the achiever's curse because you're always trying to solve more and more problems to get to the next level, but you never feel satiated. You never feel like what you're doing is enough. So even if you get to that next level, you still feel unworthy. You still feel like you're not enough. You still feel stuck in your life because there's always something else that's missing. That's the achiever's curse that you don't want to fall into. So how would you answer that question? Overall, not just when you're in a good mood or when you're in a bad mood, but overall, do you tend to focus more on what you can control or what you can't control. That's pattern number two. And pattern number three is do you tend overall to focus on the past, the present, or the future? What do you tend to focus on more of? The past, the present, or the future? Because the past, it can be a great thing. It can teach you some things about life. It can teach you what you need to change. You can reflect on the past and celebrate great memories, sure. But if you live in the past, you're fucked. It's not going to be a good place to live. If you live in the present, you have joy. And if you live in the future, you either have excitement or anxiety, depending on how you answer the first two questions. That's what happens because we need to find a beautiful balance of present and future with positive emotions if we want our life to change. So how did you answer these three questions? And this is how I'm able to predict your future. Like just from the way you answered those three questions, I can predict how you feel on a regular basis. If you overall consistently focus on what's missing from your life, what you can't control, and the future, you live in a constant state of anxiety, don't you? You're in a constant state of worry about what could go wrong if you're focused on what's missing from your life, what you can't control, and the future. That's a problem, right? That will keep you stuck. And if you focus consistently on what you, and this is how I can predict if you have depression, if you focus consistently on what's missing from your life, what you can't control, and if you focus on the past, you have depression. There you go. That's where it comes from. And here's the challenge with it. What happens to most people is society reinforces numbing those things. And there's nothing wrong with those type of drugs that numb those things. They help in some ways, but it doesn't necessarily solve the problem. Right? Do you know people that are on anti-anxiety meds or anti-depression medication that are still depressed or anxious? It's because we numb the symptoms with that, but we don't cure the problem, which is just a matter of focus. If you have consistent anxiety, pending there's not actually something that's biochemically going on, if you have consistent anxiety on a regular basis, chances are it's just that your focus is off. If you're consistently upset on, the, on a constant basis, it's just that your focus is off. That's it. It's what you focus on that matters most. And the reason I say that with so much conviction is because I've literally seen A, my clients, and B, dozens and dozens of other people that claim they are just struggling with so much debilitating anxiety and depression that they can't get through it, snap out of it, and never have it again in seconds. I've seen it happen so many times it's not even funny. And people will tell me all the time, but Brad, that's not realistic. That goes against what other people say. That's, that goes against what society says about how you should handle this. And sure, that might be true, right? But I'm asking you to just try this on. Try this on. See how it tastes. And if you don't like it, throw it back. You don't have to listen to anything I say, right? You don't have to at all. You can go with what you've been doing before. If that works for you, great. But I'm just saying simply try this on. Give it a fair shot and see if it changes anything. So we have the recipe for anxiety. We have the recipe for depression. The recipe for achievement without fulfillment is, and this is the person that achieves a big goal in their business, but still feels stressed out that they have to do it again next year. This is the mom that gets her to-do list done, but still is stressed out that she has another to-do list to do the next day. 
if you have the achiever's curse, you focus consistently on what's missing from your life, what you can control, and the future. And sometimes the present. Sometimes the present. But overall, the future. And it's a constant state of stressed success where you're trying to consistently achieve more and have more. Sorry about the siren going by. But you're trying to consistently achieve more and have more as you do, as you go through life. But you never feel satiated or fulfilled. And I used to do that for a really long time. And then finally, what's the recipe to a rich and fulfilling life? And I don't just mean in financial terms. I mean emotional terms. What's the recipe to a rich and fulfilling life? You focus on what you already have that's amazing. You focus on what you can control. And you focus on the, the present and the future from a state of excitement. But mostly the present. When you live in those three states, the present moment, what you can control, and what's, what you already have that's beautiful, you're going to have such a beautiful life. You'll have so much energy that you'll be able to create anything that you want. All the business goals, all the relationship goals, that stuff will just happen. So here's my challenge for you. When I tell people this, a lot of times what happens is they think about their spouse or someone in their life that they know. And they're like, like, yeah, honey, did you see what, what Brad said in that podcast? You should probably freaking listen to that. No, don't do that. Try this on for you. Try this on for you. How do you go about this? And if you go about this and you recognize these patterns in other people, what you can realize is that people are not their behaviors. People are just acting in a reflection of what they believe. That's all it is. So I encourage you to start seeing the innocence in people. Start seeing the innocence in people. When you see someone that focuses on what's missing from their life, what they can't control, and either the past or the future, anxiety or depression, don't judge them. Don't make them less than because of that. They have beliefs that have led them to be that way. Instead, what they need is compassion and acceptance and a good role model. And when you can be that for them and you focus instead on seeing the innocence in them and loving them and caring about them, all of a sudden they might be like, how is it that he or she is so happy all the time? And they might fight you on it a little bit. There are people in my life that go, there's no way you can be that happy all the time. They do that to me on a regular basis, but it's true. You can be happy on a very regular basis. You're not going to be happy all the time, but you can be happy most of the time. And it's a really beautiful thing. So I encourage you to A, have compassion and acceptance for yourself with where you are and try this on. When you notice you're going into that pattern, these are just patterns. I want you to think about this. This is super important, actually. Just a note I wasn't planning on talking about today, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Everyone is just a reflection of the patterns they run, okay? So I want you to think about when someone is in a depressed state or an anxious state, those are, that's, that's cool, that happens. Living in those states is a choice. And the reason it's a choice is because all dark emotional states are, are a pattern that's running. Think of it like a record that's playing on a record player. It's just a pattern that's running. And the reason you run that pattern is because you get rewarded for it in some way. It allows you to escape pain in some way. It allows you to gain some pleasure in some way. Everything you do in life is determined by your need to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Everything. So in this state, if you're running this pattern, you're getting rewarded for it in some way if you're depressed or anxious. And that might not be from other people. That might be from yourself saying, you know what? It gives me a feeling of significance that I have anxiety, that I have depression. It might give you a feeling of significance or a way out of going after big dreams or big goals because you can blame it on something else and you don't have to live in that fear. I'm not saying that's you. I'm just giving a couple of examples. So what are you getting for those states? What are you getting for those states? And it's okay. Everyone does this from time to time, but we need to realize that it's a record that's playing. And so when that happens, when you notice this record that's playing, one of the common mistakes I see people do is they try to logic and reason their way out of this state. 
they try to say, oh, okay, you know what, I need to focus instead on uh, what I already have that's great, and I need to focus on what I can't control, and I need to focus on the present. And if you're in a depressed state or an anxious state when that happens, what does your brain do? It goes, fuck you, man. Like, that's what it does. It says, no, you're feeling shitty right now. So how do you do this? If, if your states are just a record that's playing in your mind over and over and over again, and you've just etched that groove in so deep that it's so easy to play this record. This is why um, there's a quote that I love. It says, most people have a highway to pissed off and a dirt road to happiness. All it means is that when you get rewarded for an emotional state, you build a neural pathway. And then over time, that gets reinforced by something called myelin, which holds that neural pathway intact. It makes it stronger, so it makes it easier to feel those emotions. This is why people have an emotional home. It doesn't matter if you want to be happy, you have a thermostat that's set. So if your thermostat is set at pissed off and depressed, guess what? No matter what happens in your life, you're gonna find a way to go back to pissed off and depressed. You're gonna find a way to get back there. If, you're, if your thermostat is set at anxiety and stress, it won't matter what happens. You'll find a way to get back to anxiety and stress. So how do we change that thermostat so we're at happy and joyful and grateful? And I'm not perfect at this, but I'm really good at this. How do you, how do you change that so your thermostat is set at a higher level or whatever temperature you want it to be? How do you do it so this pattern that's playing, this record that you've etched in so deeply that plays over and over again on a daily basis, how do you get that to stop? Really, really simple. Two things, state and meaning. State and meaning. What does that mean? State is your emotional state and how we change our emotional state is really, really simple. We change three things. Number one, our physiology. And I learned this from Tony Robbins. I did not create this, by the way. This is what he taught me. Number one is your physiology. Number two is your focus. And number three is your language. When you, can, when you change one of those things, you'll feel a little different. You change all of those things, the game changes forever. But the most important is your physiology. For example, if you're listening to this right now and you're in a place where you can do it, jump up and down for 10 seconds, chirping like a bird. Just do it. Jump up and down for 10 seconds right now, chirping like a bird. Or scream and shout at the top of your lungs. Or stand in a Superman or Wonder Woman pose. What's going to happen in that state when you do it, when this happens, when you know this, this pattern playing, when you do that, you change your biochemistry. Different, uh, different chemicals are releasing your brain and you feel different. This is why exercise feels so freaking good. It's because you release different chemicals in your brain called endorphins and you feel better. When you stand in that uh, posture pose of Wonder Woman or Superman, cortisol decreases. I forgot the number. It's something like 20%. Don't quote me on that. Something like 20% cortisol, the stress hormone decreases. And testosterone in both men and women significantly increases. That's the confidence hormone. And when that happens, you feel better instantly. So the biggest piece of all of this is radically changing your physiology. And what that does is I want you to imagine there's a record playing on a record player. It's like taking a knife and scratching that record. And when you do that and you scratch the record, is it going to play the same as it has before? No, but it will still play most of it. So you're going to notice that you keep going back to this. Just scratching the record once isn't enough. You just scratch the record again and again and again so much so that that record can't play. And when that record can't play, then you can replace it with a new empowering pattern of what can I control, what's already beautiful in my life, and how can I live in the present right now? That'd be your new empowering pattern. But that's the first part of state is your physiology. Second part of state is your focus, which I just talked about. Are you focusing on what you have or what's missing? Are you focused on what you can control or what you can't? Are you focused on past, present, or future? That would be your focus. Where is your focus going in that moment? And the third part of emotional state is your language. Words carry power. For example, uh, I had a beautiful example the other day with a, a friend of mine in my program, Appreciation Academy. 
And in one of her questions, she said, when tragedy strikes, what do I do? You know, and so that word tragedy, what meaning does that carry with it? A pretty heavy meaning, right? So we need to check the words that we use. If you say tragedy, that's going to have a lot deeper of an emotional meaning than a somewhat challenging situation, right? It's going to be a little bit uh, different of a meaning. If I say I'm super freaking pissed off or I'm so, I'm, I freaking hate this or I'm a little bit perturbed. What feels different? If I say the word penis, what do you think of? What do you think of? You think of a male reproductive organ. But when I say cock, what do you think of? Make sure your kids are away from this recording, right? What do you think of? You think of something totally vulgar, totally inappropriate, totally different, don't you? Words carry meaning. Words carry meaning. That's the power of changing your language. So check your metaphors, check your language. What words are you using? Are you using tragedy? Or are you using something that upset me a little bit? Are you using that there's this big wall in front of me? Or, you know what, I'm facing a small emotional obstacle right now. Are you using, and by the way, I would downplay your negative metaphors. So take wall, turn it into a little obstacle. Take tragedy, turn it into an unfortunate mini situation. And then upplay your positive metaphors. For example, if you're saying something like, it was one of the best days of my life. That's great. That's great. Was it actually the best day of your life? Maybe, probably not, but maybe, and it, but say it anyways, because what it does is it allows you to release different chemicals in your brain. So that's state, physiology, focus, and language, okay? And if you change that, starting with the physiology, put this in your notes, the more radical change in your physiology, the better. If you just get up and walk around, it's not going to do shit. But if you radically change it, the minute you notice you're focusing on what's missing, what you can't control in the past or future, depression or anxiety, and you radically change your physiology in a moment you'll feel totally different instantly and you can end all anxiety and all depression right now. It's a beautiful thing. And if you don't try it, if you don't believe me, it's because you haven't tried it and it's because you're getting reinforced for that pattern that's playing in your mind, okay? So that is the first part of changing this. Second part is meaning. Your life is made up of events and the meaning you give to each event. That's it, that's all it is. For example, if I open the door for you and you're really grateful, why are you grateful? Is it because I opened the door? Or is it because of your interpretation of what that gesture means? It's because of your interpretation of the gesture. Because I could open the door for you and you're all pissed off thinking, I can get it myself, you pig. I don't need you, right? You would never do that because you're a good person. You're listening to this podcast. Amazing, right? But in that situation, the event never changed. You just changed your interpretation of the event. So if you have an emotional home set at depression and, and anger or anxiety and stress, and that's your emotional home you go back to, what you might be give, what are you giving those situations that trigger that a meaning to? What are you saying? Uh, it's because of my son that I can't have a good life. It's because of my daughter that my family fell apart. Whatever it is, whatever those things are in those moments, are you, and that's an extreme example, but in those moments, what meaning are you giving the situation that you're in? A very disempowering one. But if you give it a more empowering meaning, let's say someone says something mean to you, and, you, and before it's, fuck that person, but now you change the meaning to, you know what? They're probably just hurting. And they probably just need some love and compassion and acceptance right now because no one else is giving them that. So I can be the example, the beacon of hope for them in their life, and I can choose to go the high road when they're taking the low road. That would be a totally different meaning. Wouldn't you agree? So if you change those two things, starting with your physiology and your state, when you notice this pattern is playing, this record's playing of what's missing, what you can't control in the past or future. When you notice that record's playing, 
change your state by radically changing your physiology, replacing your focus with what you have, what you can control, and being present in your life, and change your language to downplay the negative stuff and upplay the positive stuff, and change the meaning of the event that triggered it to something more empowering. When you do that, you'll be able to answer these questions very, very differently. You won't be someone that says, I have anxiety, so I can't. You'll be able to change it instantly. And I'm so confident in that because all of my one-on-one clients, people that are in my Appreciation Academy program, people that have been struggling with anxiety and depression for years, literally change this one little thing about their life and everything changes. And they don't have anxiety and depression anymore. The reason it's so important we talk about this is because we're solving the problem instead of just numbing the symptoms. And it's something that will radically change everything for you. And by the way, I am not downplaying any sort of psychiatric or psychological work. I'm saying there are people that have biochemical predispositions to those things, and those tools are very, very helpful for them. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that if you're in an average achiever's stress situation where you're anxious on a regular basis, where you're feeling stressed out and panicked and maybe depressed on a regular basis because you don't have what you want in life, and deep down in your heart, you know that it's just because your focus is different, try this on. Try this on. I've seen it radically change people's lives so fast to where that anxiety, that depression melts away and they feel fully alive every day. You can do that too. So I hope this was helpful. You don't have to agree. That's cool. Try it on. Try it on. See how it fits you. If you don't agree, Send it away, not your fit, cool. But this has changed so many lives that I have to share it with you. So, does this predict your future? How you answer those three questions will radically change the future you have. So I encourage you today to focus on what you have that's amazing in your life already, what you can control in the present. And when you do that, you'll feel happy, you'll feel fulfilled, you'll feel alive every single day, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place to live. So thank you so much for tuning into the Path to Mindset Mastery today. My name is Brad Bizjack. If you'd be so kind, I'm giving out a gift card for anyone that goes in, and there's a raffle for a gift card for anyone that goes to my iTunes, leaves a star rating and a review, um, a written review and a star rating. If you do that and you email me at brad at bradbizjack.com saying, I did it, here's my, my rating and review. And if you email me, you'll be entered into a raffle to win a, a gift card for Amazon. So go ahead and do that star rating and review. Send that in. Um, I'd really appreciate it. If you don't feel inclined to do it, no problem at all. Um, but either way, thank you so much for tuning into the Path to Mindset Mastery today. My name is Brad Bizjack. Go out there today and every day and live your life with a genuine smile on your face. And when you use or when you answer these three questions in an empowering way, it's very, very easy to do that. I'll see you next week.